Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And it is a Charlie Tuesday as Auburn message board legend Charlie Five joins us as he does every Tuesday. And I recorded yesterday's show a little before the Burt Watts news came out. Yeah. So I want to jump into that first and foremost today. Doesn't seem like folks are too shaken up about this news. I think it's kind of a nod that maybe you're doing something potentially right when somebody in the NFL level wants you to take on a similar job. And so, of course, he will be joining the Denver Broncos to coach their outside linebacker position, a position they've been good yeah. at for uh, for a very long time. So, um, you know, I don't think this is something that is devastating by any stretch of the imagination. I'm more concerned with the special teams coordinator tag that um, that will be leaving the program. More so, just does Harson give that responsibility to someone that's already on staff, or is that kind of something that he considers when he goes out to hire somebody? Absolutely. So, uh, right off the top, I think that Burt Watts is an unbelievable X's and O's guy. Yeah. I don't think anybody has ever really questioned a lot of the stuff that these guys, uh, the abilities these guys have from an X and O perspective. Uh, to me, um, I'm not sure if I can tag one recruit to his name outside of maybe the kicker, Alex McPherson, which is a you know, great kicker. Good brother kicker. Played yeah. the, brother played in the Super Bowl um, uh, on Sunday. But uh, maybe Eku Leota. I think he maybe had a little bit to do with that one, but um, okay. didn't seem to didn't seem to have make a whole lot of uh, headway on the recruiting trail. Maybe he didn't have enough time. I, maybe that that position was not a super position of need, uh, so he was just sort of um, you know left without a whole lot of targets. But uh, yeah, it stinks to lose uh, a coach to the uh, NFL because right off the bat, like you said, you know they're a good coach. Um, yeah. They don't just take they don't take scrubs in the NFL. Um, I'm anxious to see what they do with uh, special teams as well. Um, do you let Christian Robinson and Jimmy Brumbaugh kind of split the duties with the edges uh, and then go hire a legit uh, special teams coach and let him be a, a baller recruiter? Or do you just try to go try to go get a, uh, you know, another big time recruiting um guy to cover that position? There's a lot of different options, a lot of different options. And I'm, I'm curious with the uh, the t way the tone sort of maybe shifting a little bit. I'm curious to see the direction that he goes because I think it may say a lot. Um, so so what do you, what do you think? What do you mean by that? If whoever they yeah. hire, will it be a guy that's kind of known for recruiting? Is, is that what you're hinting towards? Well, I would I would hope that um, there's you know there's some positive things being said in that department. Maybe some eyes were opened. So, uh, are, do we go in that talk, you know, talk is cheap. What, 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 what actions do we see? Mm -hmm. And we've seen him, he, he made Zach Etheridge a pro on, on talking about, uh, he, I'm talking about Harz. He, I'm, I'm going to just going to call him Harz now from now on. I, I like, I just like that nickname and I coach okay. Harson. I just don't, so I'm just going to go with Harz. Harz put a priority on Zach Etheridge. Zach Etheridge is a star. He's an up and coming, what I think will more than likely be a head coach in the next, you know, five or six years, possibly. Right. Um, and uh, he's a stud. He made him a priority. Recruiting's a priority. 
uh, and then possibly giving him the associate head coach tag, which Burt Watts had. Um, so look out for that. And then, you know, you're, you got two more positions um, that you got to fulfill, one being uh, – which but what route do you go? Do you go recruiting or do you go safe? Buddy, guy that I've worked with before, um, uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. Yeah, and I think we'll be able to look at both of the positions that are currently open and kind of get more information about that, both with – with outside linebackers slash special teams coordinator, as well as offensive coordinator. And I think people listen be like, well, offensive coordinator, like that's that's not the same thing. And normally I think that's true, but if this is going to be Harson's offense and yes, you know, he plans yes. on you know calling the plays, like just go get an awesome stud recruiter at that point. Like if Harson is essentially going to be your offensive coordinator, just go get a hotshot quarterbacks coach, give him the OC title so you can pay him a little bit more. Maybe he has more sway in recruiting, but you know, I, I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool with, yeah. with that moving forward. Um, and then, you know, do whatever you need to do as far as getting a, a hotshot recruiter. If you want to just name him special teams coach, and then also just kind of give him a million different kids to touch on, you know, as far as visits yeah. every single week, like, you know, I am totally fine with, with that route. Um, but yeah, like you said, this will decide, uh, or this will kind of show a little bit as far as what he is thinking about this next version of his staff. I don't think that if it's not someone that's very well known for recruiting, that it's a statement that um, that's not a, uh, a that's not going to be a um, priority. Uh, I, I'm not saying that if he doesn't hire somebody that's well known or has sure. a lot of potential to be. Um, a great recruiter that he's basically saying, no, I'm not recruiting this. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that this is an opportunity to say, see here, we're going, we're going all out. Uh, talent acquisition is key. Uh, and uh, I think that would make a big statement if it's, if it, you know, were to materialize that way. Right. We'll see though. We will see. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, as far as on the field from 21 to 22, are you expecting a whole lot? You know, as far as this impacting, you know, outside linebackers, I mean, we talked about, you know, that position as far as guys with their hands off the line, um, they're going to have to change a good bit with linebacking core. But as far as like edge guys, a lot of those guys are coming yeah. back. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think it's going to have a big impact? Um, it could. I mean, think about this. TD was a not TD Moultrie was a non-factor um, until. Yeah basically these guys came along and then it totally changed radically changed his game and i'll be honest Derek hall uh for the most part was physically a freak physically very gifted um but he really didn't make his impact felt on the field until this past year so oh. is that was that burt watts was that scheme not not 100 percent sure but yeah, um, it's such a tricky position because it's like okay i think they do some stuff with outside linebackers they do some stuff with the defensive line defensive um you know so it's like was that a was that an eason thing or you know is it Derek mason just kind of unlocking these dudes potential as far as you know putting them in the right place so right with that position it's so tricky and it's so specific you know with that stud that you know the stand-up defensive end that we've seen um right I imagine we're not going to see that much of a difference from Derek Mason to Jeff Schmetting from a scheme standpoint. That's sure. just a guess. You know, I think schematically it's going to be very similar. You know, he's just kind of elevating, you know, his position there from linebackers coach to, to a defensive coordinator. So I think 
the continuity on the defensive side of the ball is going to be fine. I, you know, I'm not, and this is no disrespect to Burt Watts. I just, I, I don't think it's going to be a big difference, you know, as far as, you know, that impacting that position. And that's probably fair. That's probably fair. You know, a lot of the, you know, kids in, in general, they get better every year. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a lot of that was just Derek Call sort of just develop, you know, another year in the system, another, or not in the system, another year playing and, and learning and figure out what he can do, getting bigger and stronger. So, that could have had a lot to do with it too. Um, you just continuity wise, you lose your defensive coordinator and you lose your um, outside linebackers coach who elevated and whether it was those two combined one or the other, they're both gone. And they, the play from the edge was extremely elevated this past year. So mm-hmm. can we, can we still get that kind of production um, out of these um, next couple hires? Well, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Absolutely. It is a Charlie Tuesday here on Locked on Auburn. Football season is over. Very, very sad. But congratulations to uh, to Blank Countess and Rams GM Les Need. War Eagle to both of them. But there's still tons of things to check out at Bet Online uh, for latest odds, totals, player performance, props uh, to the, you know, the next coaches fired is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot all of your sports betting needs with college basketball, professional basketball, as well as hockey, boxing, UFC odds. Even if you're into the Olympics, betonline.net has you covered. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Charlie Five, this has already been an extremely interesting offseason. To say the least. What do you think the next step? What is the next saga that will happen um, before we get spring practice? Or does everything lay low? Do we have a quote-unquote normal offseason until players report back for spring practice in a few weeks? So I think the storyline between now and spring practice will be um, we'll probably really see if – let me try to see if I can phrase this right. Okay. I think – basically I want to see if we maintain uh, everyone uh, that's currently on the roster going into spring. So okay. no more no more portal casualties. That's, that's going to be something to look out for. Right. And then there's two guys that are out there. Um, that John Tavius Johnson and Joko Willis, that we're not 100% sure one way or the other um, what the deal is with them. Um, and uh, one of the things that's, that's hindering John Tavius Johnson is that he went into the portal on Feb- February 2nd. And if you enter the portal after February 1st, you cannot enter intra-conference. I, can't, I think I said that right. Enter or intra-conference transfer and be immediately eligible. Which one would it be? Interconference? You can't transfer inside the conference after February 1st and play immediately next year. So I don't think I realize that. He's in the portal now, 
you know, the talk was Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. He hasn't gone there yet. He doesn't really have that option without a waiver. Without losing um, a year. Yeah. Okay. Without losing a year. So, um, you know, what happens with those two guys? Um, do we have anyone else go in? How significant is that? And then I think the next is obviously going to be spring practice. The news you hear about uh, Calzada coming out, you know, he's going to be out. He's going to be limited a little bit with his non-throwing shoulder, shoulder surgery. Right. Um, what kind of stuff do we see out of uh, a practice? I think that's going to be the next story. And then afterwards, after that, after spring's over, it's going to be finishing out this team for 2022, uh, adding probably 10 spots from the portal. Um, and, you know, can can we be a lot more aggressive on that? C can we do the things we need to do? Are we willing to do the things we need to do to make sure that we fill those 10 spots with not just bodies, but people that can, you know, people that you can think they play. add 10 more dudes in the portal. Everything I've read says, look for 10 more spots. That's everything I've so read. There, everything, are, everything. there are eight scholarships. Some places I've se seen say seven and I've seen some people sure. say eight. I think there's some questions about some of the scholarship guys, but. Um, so they're look, they're expecting at least, you know, three or four more spots to a trip for a, I mean, obviously for mm -hmm. attrition, I guess, is what they're expecting. Or maybe you can count some back. Maybe some of it can count back, but still it has to be under the 85. Well, it's, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, we are so yeah. far away from the the number this year because we didn't get yeah. to 25, and then also we get that extra seven because so many dudes left. So right. I, we're no, we will not touch that number. It's all about staying under the, the 85, 85 now. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I think, like I said, the next storyline to watch between now and spring is – do we do we regain any of the guys that we've lost in the portal that haven't committed other other places, or do we lose anybody between now and then uh, in spring? I think that's going to be the thing to watch. You would have to think that the next bit of portal casualties that any team gets. I'm going to say Auburn specifically here because it's an Auburn show, but I would think anywhere it wouldn't happen until after spring. Because like, why wouldn't you go through spring? Because you're not going to be able to participate and spring somewhere else, unless you're worried about spots closing up at other places. But yeah. I imagine most places are similar to Auburn's situation, where it's like, it's not even about the class, of, you know, getting to 25 anymore. It's all about the staying under 85 as a team. So, like, I can't, right. I can't see that being that big of an issue. The, the only, the only, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the biggest, the biggest uh, bunch of casualties that if we have any, would be after spring if they're not really satisfied where they stay on the depth chart. The only other option, if we lose anybody before spring, if and, and I'm going positive right now, okay? I'm, I'm being positive as I can, but this is reality. Okay. If there's some holdovers, if there's some holdovers, then maybe we're waiting to see what happens with, with, with uh, Haars and, and, and the, the staff moving forward. And maybe they weren't as happy with the results as – you know, as others, uh, and a opportunity arises like between now and now and spring, that would be really the only other option I would see, because I think everybody else, like you said, would wait until after spring, see where they land, see how they like this new, yeah. you know, this new deal we're going through. And if it's something they want to continue with, see where they shake out. And if they don't like where they shake out, then they, they head to greener pastures. Cause I mean, if I'm a player that's on the fence and, I don't know if people are on the fence, you know, like, kind of like what you're hinting at there. I, I don't know. But you would think that both sides of the ball will have new coordinators. And so, I mean, if you're a dude that 
maybe spent more time on the two deep than you thought, you know, you know, the second string, you've got a chance now to come in and, and, and compete against, you know, new in front of new coordinators and fight for jobs. Like this could be a really prime spring yeah. for Brian Harson, where it just kind of worked out in his favor because dudes, you're going to be able to pitch all these guys like, Hey, these jobs are open, especially on the offensive line, especially in the defensive backfield, especially with linebacker, who's going to compete for that job next to Owen. I mean, there's a ton of open jobs and the right. fact that you're going to be able to do this in front of new coordinators on both sides of it is great. I think it's great for competition, which has been the big thing that you and I have talked about from the get-go is cultivating as much competition as possible. And so I, I just, if you're on, if you're thinking about leaving, like, I don't know, like, why would you do it now? Why wouldn't you right. wait until after spring? So I think this is a prime situation for Auburn. I think it's a prime situation for these coaches to, you know, uh, prove, prove a, you know, that there is opportunity here to these kids. But yeah, yeah after spring, I mean, Auburn will have guys leave. Alabama will have guys leave. Georgia will have guys all over the country will leave. I mean, it's going to be a crazy um, exodus of players. And so, you know, guys from guys from like smaller schools will watch some of the that that are good players will watch some of the bigger school spots open up and say, hey, I may want to try to level up. I may want to this is maybe a time. I see a I see a chance I could slide in somewhere. Let me go in the portal and by Darius Knighton, a Marcus Harris. Right. There's yep. there's going to be guys like that, too. So uh, not just disgruntled guys. There could be some guys that are still some guys that were, you know, maybe wanted to see some other roster spots open up yeah. so they could maybe slide into a school of interest. Totally. Totally. Charlie Five, what do you have going on these days? Tell the people how they can find you here. You support you, all that good stuff. Absolutely, man. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. The Auburn Live message board, The Corner or in the all uh, locked on Auburn discord there. I'm there hours a day. It's, it's a ton of fun links in the show notes or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the dad bod golf pod. Awesome. That is Charlie five joining us as he does every week for a Charlie Tuesday. We will hear from Auburn guard Zep Jasper in just a moment. But first I got to tell you this episode of locked on Auburn is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's impossible to keep all the parts that you need for all these different cars in these brick and mortar traditional chain storefronts. So why go through the questioning and, you know, you got to talk to people and deal with people and, you know, answer some questions that you may not be super confident about. Look, all they're going to do is just order the part and then you got to go pick it up. Why don't you just do it yourself? Skip the middleman, save a ton of money by going to rockauto.com and you'll see that their prices are very competitive and reasonable and the part will go right to your so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, or your SUV. And please write Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And joining us now, Auburn guard Zepp Jasper. Zepp, we missed you last week. Everybody was worried and concerned. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Good. Um, back 100%, back healthy. I'm glad to be back on here. You know, I missed it last week. I hated that I missed it last week. You know, um, I felt real bad not being able, not being able to talk on here. But you know, I'm ready for today just to talk about basketball and you know the latest upcoming things. Of course, man. Of course. So, we I, I gotta ask, how tough was it to? I, I guess in Georgia, you made the trip, and then I guess you watched from the hotel room, and then I'm sure for Arkansas, you watched uh, from your apartment or your house or whatever. 
How tough was that? Um, I'm be a hundred percent, you know, um, you know, hundred with you. Um, Georgia game was very tough for me. Um, I had a lot of family there. I'm yeah. from Georgia. Um, so Georgia was a big game for me, you know, just coming in, you know, be able to see my family, you know, actually a lot of people su- surprised me that they came to the game and they was wondering wh- where I was at, oh, but it was tough, you know, because, you know, the whole game we was, we was beating Georgia in the second half come Georgia, just get this big spark, you know, number three start scoring baskets, you know, they start getting energy from the crowd and, yeah. you know, and they, and, and we end up winning that game by one point cause win, but you know, it was a tough game, you know? I was I was I was in my bed like oh my god please don't lose please don't lose mm-hmm. you know and then we go to you know we got another tough road game against Arkansas you know we 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 had that game but you know a couple of mistakes you know we ended up losing that game but that game was that game there was even more tough for me because you know I would have been on their best player um been guarding their best player and I, and I just was watching film that whole that whole week because I thought I would be you know back good but right. you know end up being back straight you know before you know, in time enough, but, you know, to see them, they fans go crazy after they win and run on the court. Um, the coach taking off their shirt. I just ain't respect a lot of stuff they did, you know, and uh, with me being, you know, watching the game from my apartment, you know, sitting up in my room, it kind of made me mad a little bit because it seems like, you know, y'all won, y'all beat us, but it's like, <laughs> you didn't have to throw shots at my coach. You didn't have to do some of the stuff y'all did. It's just like, you know, I know we got a big target on our back, but, you know, it's still a basketball game. We'll still see y'all again. You know, if if they, if they win, we'll see them again. And um, it just it just made it just made me mad in the inside, and it, it, it just hurt me because I feel like I could have been out there to help my team. And, um, you know, I, I wish – I hope we play Arkansas again in the, in the conference tournament. Um, I feel like it put fuel to the fire, and I feel like, you know, it makes things more chippier. Yeah, no question about it. And – so what about uh, their celebration really rubbed you the wrong way? Was it was it more of them storming the court? Was it the comments and, you know, Coach Musselman kind of going after Bruce, like you said? What was it specifically that rubbed you the wrong way? Um, It was it was the comments, you know, that, that yeah. they said about my mates. And it was the comments where he said, like, throwing shots at my coach. You know, you throw shots at my boss, my CEO. You know, that hurts me too. That's my leader. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, that's our man. That's our guy. That's my coach, my head coach. Mm-hmm. And you throw shots at my head coach like that, and I'm a player. I play for him. I, I I don't do disrespect to my coach. No matter who you are, what you do, my coach, that's who I love. That's who I play for. So I'm going to be behind him 100%, whether it's good or bad. So the things they did, it just, the things they did, it rubbed me the wrong way. Standing on top of the stuff, you know, celebrating. You know, they beat us, you know, it, it was. And see fans on Twitter saying, "Oh, y'all won't beat us again." It, it it just it just you know put a lot of thrill inside me, even when I was sick. Sure, it made me pop out that bed and just say, "Forget it, I ain't gonna be sick no more. I ain't gonna be sick." But you know, you know, it, we got to take L. We got to take L sometimes, and you know, realize you know a lot of people you know want to beat us. A lot of people want to be in this position. You know, a lot of people want to be at Auburn. They want to win. They want to beat us. So. I think it was good that we, you know, took an L, you know, early. You know, it's good to take L's early on. You know, after 19-game win streak, we made history. So, no question. you know, it, it'd be, you know, perfect and good that we got this win. I mean, got this L, you know, um, early. So, you've only been able to see Coach Pearl 
coach you guys after a loss once so far this season? What does he do to make sure you know you don't waste the loss, that you don't waste the lessons and things like that? How has he kind of looked and said, okay, this is what happened when you guys went to Arkansas. Here's how we make sure that doesn't happen again. What does that look like? Well, the thing is about Coach BP, he makes sure you're well prepared, whether you win or you lose. Yeah. Um, but on our losses, he makes sure we come in and practice the next day and tell us we ain't going to do the same thing we did that made us lose this game. We're going to come even harder to let people know. We're going to make a statement to let people know that, you know, we might have lost, but we are still Auburn. We're still who we are. We still have a target on our back. A lot of people still want to beat us. We still got a lot of people. A lot of coaches mad, so we got to make sure we come back. And we did that against Texas A&M and made a statement to let people know. We might have lost at Arkansas, but we're going to bounce back. We're going to get back to what we do best, and that's playing Auburn basketball. So when you're on the floor with a guy like Walker Kessler and, you know, the guy is turning in, I mean, he gets – when he doesn't get a triple-double, he gets pretty close. But the fact that he's got his, his second triple-double – of the season. Are you guys counting that when he gets close? When it's like, okay, he needs two more rebounds. Can he get two more rebounds? Are, are you guys looking at that kind of uh, in um, real time? I look at it myself. Yeah. Um, I look at it myself because I want to see Walker Kessler succeed. He's a great guy. He's a humble guy. And I want nothing but the best for him. You will never see a guy like Walker Kessler on this basketball court. I'm, you might not see many people in college basketball does what he do, does. Yeah. Um, He's just one of those guys you just want to you just want the best for him. You want the most for him. You know, he deserves everything that's coming his way. He works super hard. He's a humble guy. And, you know, I just look at the boy. I look at it and say, you need one more rebound. Make sure he get that one rebound. Please get that one rebound because I feel like once he has success, I have success too. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's just one of those type of teammates. He just, he's a brother. He's a, he's a dude I would call my brother my whole life, no matter if we was playing basketball or not. I'm always be there for Walker no matter what. You guys take on Vanderbilt Wednesday. They have uh, they have not been playing well once conference play hit. How are you guys prepping for them? Um, we're going to watch watch some film today, um, review everything they do, what they do on offense, what they do on defense. And um, they got a great player, Scottie Pippen's son, Scottie Pippen yeah. Jr. He's a, he's a scorer. Um, but I, I don't think he has ran against a defense, ran up on a defense like Auburn yet. Will you be and on uh, him, Zep? Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, okay. I'm back in, I'm back 100%. So I'll make sure, you know, he have a rough night. Make sure he, make sure he feel everything that's in this Auburn arena from the fans to the players and, and everyone. Um, but they're, they're a great team, they're a great offensive team. Not, okay. not really a great defense team, but they're great on offense. Sure. And then as far as uh, the trip to Gainesville, that, um, that one's going to be tricky. I mean, Auburn historically hasn't played well in Gainesville. And, uh, you know, Florida was a little closer than a lot of people thought. I think there was a couple of bogus fouls on Walker early that kind of limited his time throughout the game. But um, how are you guys prepping for uh, for another road trip? Um, well, you know, you always know road trips are going to be the hardest games. Yeah. Um, they always are going to be hard. Florida's going to play, come to play tough, physical. They want to beat us just like any other team. And um, we're just going to come in with the mindset of we have to win. We have to win on out. No matter what is said, no matter what is what is done, I don't care if we win by one point, two point, three point, we have to win on out. We have to show people that we are not playing no more games. You know, we might have lost two games. Oh, 
forget those two games. We're zero and zero right now. Yeah. So we have to show people why we're going to be the SEC conference champions in the regular season, and going into the SEC um, championship and, and and things like that, the SEC conference, you know, and and let them know like we're going to be that number one seed. We we're number one for a reason. Right. Zep, what is happening with in practice regarding um, three point shooting? I mean, normally Bruce Pearl teams are, you know, close to the top of the SEC. You guys are finding ways to score, but it's not really from behind the arc. Um, is that by design? Is that something that's still being worked on in practice? What does that look like? Well, um, you know, I've I seen the numbers um, of the past, like, five or six games. Um, the numbers been low. Yeah. But, you know, we've been having guys in the gym, you know, lately, um, working, on their, working on their jumpers and, you know, I just think you know some games just gonna be off. But yeah. if my if I was had to figure it out, I think it's the basketballs we're playing with. I think it's too much air in the basketballs. You know, and it, when it come off hard, when you shoot, you have to go straight in. Other than when the basketballs are kind of soft a little bit, it kind of mm-hmm. can give a little bit of bounce. But with the basketballs being so hard, it's kind of like you gotta shoot it straight in the net. Or if, if not, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Well, man. Hey. Best of luck with these next two games. So thankful and happy that you're back. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to chat again uh, next week. No doubt, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Zepp. Thank you so much to message board legend Charlie5. That does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. See you then.